So, so basically, Josh, all of that information I was just spewing during the break did not did not land on any attentive ears, is what you're telling me. Did not compute. I, I regret to inform you. I'm so sorry, man. It was it was not for intentional neglect. So I, I apologize. It's uh, cracking me up. I was so someone had sent. Uh, you know, I'm not going to get bogged down. I'm not going to do this again today. This is what hap- has happened on Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays show. We have a plan for the show. We read a couple of text messages. We start fighting, and the next thing you know, it's 20 after the hour. We got Joey Helmer coming up still at 11 a.m. Um, Gary's going to swing by at 1030. We're at Cavens Construction on a, on a Thursday, as we typically are at CavensConstruction.com. But I'm not I'm not going to allow myself to let this show get away from me, okay? Deal. Teamwork on three. One, two, it. three. Don't let the show get away from us. <laughs> and break. But I, but I do want to read this text real quick. And it's from Kent. So he writes, we're going to build brand new facilities. For a program who just went six and six? In my opinion, BB could have won the games with the guys on the roster. He didn't need his guys. Ooh. Um, okay. First of all, I mean, do, do, do you want to handle the need for facilities? I now let, let me let me just be very clear. I personally see what's been built in the south end zone, and I think it's awesome. The practice fields and everything of, of that nature, the indoor weight room, it, it looks incredible. But as, as I have come to understand, and I think you can you know maybe tell when you look out, kind of nice to actually have a full football field, and they don't have that in the practice facility. Um, or I should say outside of the south end zone facility. So there's a few things that can be upgraded, and... So the idea is let's put everything in one area. Still kind of spread out, right, with academics and, you know, other necessities. So I I, I, I just – I looked at it when I heard that and I first heard the – first of all, when I first heard the number, what was it, $175 million, Josh? I thought that was incredibly low. I was like, that's what you're going to be able to build a facility for? Let's go. <laughs> Should be able to raise that, no problem. But – it was also one of those to where I kind of had to see it. You know, what, what, what is it that's needed? What is it that you want? And what is it that Oklahoma needs? And whenever it was all laid out to me, it was, okay, makes sense. There were some things that were done in the new complex that, you know, maybe has separated things too much, right? That it, It's a little bit of a challenge. But, again, it's still it was a lot of money invested in that. And it's not suddenly going to become a barren wasteland. It's still going to be used, but, yeah, they, it's an arms race, dude. You, you can't just get caught resting on your laurels and saying, no, 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 we just built a new facility. Well, if you built that new facility and you need more, there's not many places that stop and pause and are like, no, we're good here. I mean, have you been to Arkansas recently? You know, uh, up in, in, in Eugene, one of the more recent places I, I was at where they were building stuff, it's almost as if the construction never stops. It's an arms race, and we're heading into a, a conference where, you know, hey, it's a nice stadium. It's it's going to be a great stadium in, in the SEC. But from a facilities perspective, Josh, 
there needs apparently to be more, and that's what this is pushing towards. So if your if your thought is they're six and six, win with what you've got. I, I I think you're kind of missing the point of the belief behind stripping it to the studs every week and I identifying holistic places in the program where you can get better. Yeah, they're right? they're for those that would be donating or asked to donate and this and that, or just the general reaction to, wow, you're six and six and you want more of my money. Right. The, the record itself and the arms race, unrelated. Unrelated. Whether Oklahoma was 12-0 and 0 or 6-6, six and six, they want, they need these facilities in their mind to stay on a playing field that is competitive. And I get it sort of all gets lumped in together because, again, it turns into – Oh, you're six and six, and you want more of my money. Well, it's just kind of the nature of the beast. If you want to get into the uh, discussion of do they need these facilities or do they already have enough? Okay, well maybe that's a different portion of this. Oklahoma feels like they need the facilities, so it kind of starts and ends there. Exactly. Breaking news, Josh Helmer. Breaking news. Dun 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 dun. Did I just say? Did I just say we're going to stay on the clock and, and do everything right? You never promised that. That's true. Didn't promise it. I said we're going to try our best. What we spent the first 10 minutes of this show talking about with the Rose Bowl has now led to the official announcement that the college football playoff will expand to 12 teams beginning in 2024. Members of the college football playoff board of managers agreed to begin the newly expanded 12-team playoff during the 24-25 season. So, in other words, because sometimes, just going to be honest with you, college football where and, and the NFL where the whole season is played in one year and then, like, the playoffs and the Super Bowl and, and in the case of college football is in another year, your boy gets a little confused. But this will not be in effect for next year. So 2023 will still be played with the four-team playoff. But starting in 24 a 12-team playoff. Bill Hancock, and I quote, we're delighted to be moving forward. When the board expanded the playoff beginning in 26 and asked the CFP committee to examine the feasibility of starting the format earlier, the management committee went right to work. More teams and more access means more excitement for fans, alumni, students, and student-athletes. Lots of other words that you don't care to hear. The first round of the playoffs will take place in 2024 and will begin the week ending. Oh, this is important, Josh. The week ending in Saturday, December 21st. Saturday, December 21st at either the home field of the higher-seeded team or at another site designated by the higher-seeded institution. So let's, let's pause right there. So the college football season will still end, and I'm assuming that conference championship games are going to be a part of this because seating will be a major, major issue on this front. But if you're looking ahead to, let's see, 2024, that means, well, twenty December, oh, that's 23, I'm still on, all right. So December 21st, 2024 would literally be Conference championship games, that seventh week off 
boom playoffs. So that's, I guess that's kind of that's a little bit more NFL, right? To where there's not this incredible amount of downtime, and that first round is on the home field of the higher seeded team. So in other words, if you are five, six, seven, or eight in the college football playoff rankings, you're going to play a home playoff game. That's pretty cool. Uh, third week in December, college football playoffs on the site of the higher-seeded team. Pretty awesome. For the 24 and 25 seasons, the four quarterfinal games and two playoff semifinal games will be played in bowls on a rotating basis. So let, let's do, do we need, you want to dive into that a little bit deeper here, Josh? Please, let me wrap my brain around it. Go ahead. So the, the reason they say the 24 and the 25 four quarterfinals will be the semifinals and bowl games involved is because they have to honor those bowl contracts in the new deal, or in the, in the old deal. So, again, I'm, I'm not going to try to get too carried away here, but there is a really, really good chance that in 24 and 25, the playoffs see how incredible a home playoff game in college football is. And instead of making bowl games the quarterfinals, they decide we need another round at home. This is too awesome. That would be a hope. And then you're in a situation like you're in now where you have the four-team playoff, but by, by the, your final four, and it rotates between a handful of bowls. I know, I get it. The, the, the bowls are going to be want to be involved in some way, shape, or form more than just the final four, right? More than just basically three games. But the good news to me, and, and, and my first thought in, in, in reading this, is maybe there is a chance for more than just the first round being playoff games in the new TV deal. The reason it's like this in 24 and 25 is to pay off the bowl contracts, which took the agreement from the Rose Bowl to be able to do this. So maybe, Josh, there is a chance, slight chance, that we could get back home for these playoff games. The national championship games in each of the two seasons with the 12-team playoff, January 20th of 2025 in Atlanta and January 19th of 2026 in Miami. All right, let, there's all the news and the details. Thoughts. As one of my terrible ex-bosses used Thoughts? to say. Thoughts? With 18 question marks at the end of an email. Thoughts, Josh? Well, I'd like to see more home playoff games. I think that's exciting. I think that's something that has been sort of long overdue with college football to, to have that type of game decide somebody's season on college campuses and you can still mix in the bowl games to some capacity i just think we've been heading in this direction and i think that's going to be great for the university of oklahoma for college football in general can you imagine man like the possibilities of what a playoff brings to the table oklahoma texas haven't seen uh, the red river game at either norman or austin in a long long time the college football sure. playoff makes that a possibility. Oklahoma, USC, yeah, that's not getting on the schedule anytime soon. But a college football playoff scenario, eh, home site, it's it's a possibility. So I just think it opens the door for 
a lot of unique things to happen in college football from a home site, end of season, decide it, just like we see in the NFL playoff scenario. I know the NFL, I mean, look, you, you know, it's been doing that for a long time, but playoff games are awesome. Playoff games are awesome. The energy, the excitement, what it, uh, what it brings to the table. So I just, I love it, man. And I think what you suggested, more home playoff games at college campuses and less involvement of the Bulls, I think would be better, but I think you're going to have a hard time winning that battle. So I agree. I, I just, I'm so excited about the possibility of home playoff games that, there's almost a part of me that while I would want to be for a national championship, be in that first four, right, that would get the bye, there is a part of that's like, man, being five, six, seven, or eight, that wouldn't suck too bad, right? I mean, think, think about this for a moment. Um, imagine being in a position where you're playing in a conference championship game this weekend and you feel pretty good about winning – and being in the playoffs, but that possibility also arises that if you fall, you could end up playing a home playoff game, which is why the idea that suddenly the quarterfinals would go to bowls is so enraging. <laughs> Just, you know, at least reward the one through fours to make sure that they get a home playoff game out of it too. Because I just, I don't, I don't think that's right. But again, that's for two years. So maybe something changes. Now, maybe a TV network sees it and says, that's awesome. That's awesome. We do not want this in the Rose or No offense to the Rose Bowl. They're, getting, they're taking strays everywhere today. We don't want this in the Gasparilla Bowl or whatever. We want this on a home site. And may, maybe that happens. Date-wise, date, well, real quick, we'll get a break. Uh, Josh and I will get our heads together, and we'll dive into this more in depth. First round again. Whoa. Is that, wait, now, hold on a second. Ross Dellinger has – okay, here we go. Here we go. Okay, Ross is retweeting an old tweet. First round on campus, the week ending December 21st. So, you know, maybe depending on what a network wants or if a team did or didn't play in its conference championship game, maybe that's not just Saturday playoff games – Maybe there's Friday and Saturday games because you're, for the most part, out of the high school football season by that point. So that's kind of cool. Then your quarterfinals would be that rotation of Fiesta, Peach, Rose Bowl, and Sugar Bowl. The Cotton Bowl and Orange Bowl would be the semifinals and the national champion in the first year of 2024. Let's go. I love it. I love it. Now, there, there's a lot of webs and, and angles to this. So when we come back, what is it? Okay, that's a great question. Man, Patrick, a great question. How will this affect the early signing period? I mean, you're going to – we're going to have an early signing period in the middle of the playoffs? Yeah, do you so push, do you push it back to – which it probably already should be anyways. The, the early signing period probably should be like January – I don't know, the, the week after the national championship game, or you know, they play what, the national championship on that Monday night? So they well, put the well, – na- Hold on. It w- wasn't the want of the early signing period to get it out before the end of the semester, or am I, I – I could be really dumb on that. I don't uh, know. Yeah, you're probably right. But I'm just thinking, I mean, look, for the coaches and I, – I don't know, man. It just makes more sense to be 
after the season is finalized. Listen, you guys are on fire on this. Let's get after it. If you want to get on the phones, 405-329-9000. First, we got our college football playoffs. And after several years with it at four, we'll only have two more seasons, including this year and the following year at four teams. Then it expands to 12. And what does it mean for Oklahoma's short-term future and conference affiliation? We'll get into it next right here on The Ref. Okay, and again... I'm the first one to admit that sometimes I need someone a little bit smarter than me to help me out. That's why we have Josh Helmer here. Welcome to the Plank Show right here on The Rev. Gary Cavins is going to slide in at the bottom of this hour. Fire, disaster response, you name it. Cavins has you covered. And a clean home means happy holidays. Cavins with their air duct training, treating, with their air duct dryer vent cleaning, uh, they can take care of you. Twelve vents for under three hundred dollars. Dryer vent cleaning, just one hundred seventy-five. Call them today: four zero five five seven three three zero four eight, or nine one eight two eight two seven six one two. Yes, the playoffs are officially, officially expanding to twelve teams. But Josh, it will not happen until the twenty twenty-four. And 2025 seasons. Now, a lot of questions, but here's one that I have. I'm looking at this schedule, right? And there's 12 teams. So by, and and again, forgive me because, like I said, sometimes I can be a little bit slow. But the playoffs will begin on in the week ending December 21st, right? So they would either be played on that Thursday the 18th or the 19th, Friday the 20th, or Saturday the 21st. And again, we're looking ahead of 2024 here. Then the idea is that the quarterfinals under this idea, under this plan, would be played on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. So just again, doing a little math in my head. That means you'll have games played on the 21st, and then you'll have a Saturday weekend off. But with the way the schedule falls in 24, that means you would have playoff games, potentially the the quarterfinals in these bowl games, on the 31st and the 1st, which is like a Tuesday and Wednesday. So... If your championship game is on the 20th, do you then turn around and you're playing games back on a Saturday like the 11th, the semifinals before the the wild card weekend? I mean, it just, with how the calendar falls in 24, if they're like, oh yeah, we're still going to play a game on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, that kind of sets up a little bit of a quirky schedule as far as days off and when these games would be played because literally you would have like a, a Friday and Saturday for games, then a Friday and Saturday without games, but you turn around and they'd be on Tuesday and Wednesday, and then they'd be playing that next Saturday before the championship game on the 20th, which is a Monday. Yeah, I, I don't the, like any of that at all. I just I, I don't get the thought process there beyond just – 
wanting to play those games after the rest of the bowl games, I guess, are played. To me, it makes total sense to just not have the awkward weeks off that we've had in the past, save for, you know, the, the bye week for the four teams that earned it. You know, conference championship week, we've got, we've got that coming up this weekend. And then just go into the playoff. Don't, don't do what we've done in the past, which is take that month off. Uh, though if that's the model they're going to go with, Plank, I like this text right here. In 2024 and 2025 with the national championship game not being played until the 20th of January, do you just get rid of the early signing period? Because you've got the mm-hmm. signing date in the first week of February anyway. So if that's, that's really where we, if we go that route, then, yeah, I mean, you, you definitely wouldn't have a window there to – you wouldn't have the one signing period. Hey, here's your early signing period a week before signing day. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I've been, I was perusing the, the Air Comfort Solutions text line, and the text of the day just came in from the 405. Yes. All this, all this playoff specula- speculation is great, but I want to hear what Bill Snyder had to say. <laughs> well, That's you will wait. And, again, I talked to Bill Snyder yesterday. Um, I had chopped up a portion of it to share with you because he had something great to say about foundation building. And this news broke on the college football playoffs. So, and again, it's not speculation anymore. It's true. It's happening. So, in other words, I, I just I, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure this makes sense. So that means that in 2024, while we'll have a college football playoff game on January 1st and December 31st. That would also be a Tuesday and a Wednesday. Is that right? Am I understanding this correctly? Then that means in in 2025, if that schedule is going to stay the, stay the same, that means we're going to have a college football playoff game on a Wednesday and a Thursday. So, well, I guess whatever it takes to keep the college football got um, uh, the Rose Bowl happy, but that's just that's hilarious to me. It's like we, I get it, you know. I, I understand, and I could be wrong. I'm just going by what Ross Dellinger tweeted, and that would seem to make a lot of sense, uh, at least in what the desires would be for the college football playoff committee. But yeah, interesting, <laughs> very interesting. So we'll see how it plays out from here to four. But what say you? Four zero five six five one three four three nine. That's four zero five. Six five one three four three nine. Here's a few. Uh, just because you brought up on the recruiting side of things, um, if early signing period went away, wouldn't that also mean that early July recruit or July recruits can't enroll early for spring ball? You know, here's what it's here's what's going to end up happening. They're going to have to set. They're going to have to set a window. They're going to have to set a window because early enrollment has become such a thing. I just I can't fathom, Josh, that window would be taking place right in the middle of the playoffs. Yes, I understand December 21st this year is kind of pushing close to to major bowl games, but I, I don't I don't get it. I mean, I or at least I don't know what you're going to do in order to, in the very kind of simplest form of it, preserve the opportunity to enroll early with that early signing day. That's going to be fascinating to to see what happens there. 
Uh, yeah, and, and you're right. I mean, obviously you would like to keep that option in play to enroll early. And now here's the thing. If they go with what is being tentatively suggested here, then you just move uh, the early signing period up, I guess, right after conference championship games. All right. I like that. So, in other words, instead of dragging this out to the 21st. By the way, I, I just – maybe I'm dumb on this, and and I I don't think there should be dead periods in recruiting. I think it's the dumbest thing ever. You can't talk to them there. Bro, this is 2022 through DMs and Instagram message and whatever. You constantly talk to recruits if you want to. So, yeah, I'm – Dead, they're in a dead period. Oh, Ryan Day showed up at a guy's house. Ah, it's a dead period. Yeah, okay, you know, what would happen? Don't do that again, Ryan. And lo and behold, we found out that the kid was already enrolled and uh, had already paid for his scholarship. So, I mean, it was fake outrage anyway. But to me, dead periods are dumb. But I also, I also like that idea, Josh. If you're going to continue with this early signing period, just go ahead and and – do it, have it be that Wednesday after the college football uh, the championship weekend, right? So then that way you're not killing yourself in playoff prep, killing yourself potentially in uh, conference championship game prep, but, you you know, it's a, it's a grind anyway. I, I don't think there is a magic fix-all to try to maintain the early signing period through this process. No, and with uh, the expansion and adding – more games and weeks to the schedule, it, it is what it is. It was going to get crunched uh, in some regards. So I think, again, to me, if they're going with that schedule, which, you know, I, I would prefer that they, again, just right from the conference championship straight into the playoff, but it doesn't sound like that's the plan here. So if you're not going to go that route, then the week immediately after the conference championship games, boom, there's your early signing day. Yep. That would make it a, a, a little bit easier, wouldn't it? A little bit easier. But again, I, I I would be curious I would be curious to see what coaches think about this. Um I, I agree with this. Four oh five is on fire today. Oklahoma City doing me right. Quit playing the national championship game on a freaking Monday. Thank you. Thank you. We do it in college basketball too. College basketball at least at least makes a little bit more sense, right? Because you have the semifinals on a Saturday and it's built up the whole week, and then you play on a on a Monday. So I mean, at least college basketball somewhat makes sense. But man, somewhere along the way, someone in college athletics got enamored with the idea of playing championships on Mondays. Like why, why? Um, nobody hated a dead period like Kelvin Sampson. Oh my gosh! Uh, good question. Are there any specifications on automatic bids for conference champs, or just the top twelve get in? Good question. Up uh, five minutes. We just had breaking news, so uh, Gary's going to come on with us, and he came rolling in, and I'm completely off the clock already. Uh. I don't believe there's going to be specifications. As far as what I've seen in the release so far, um, you're the top five ranked what con- or five yeah five ranked conference champion winners are 
or what it was talked about, but I, I won't lie to you, I got caught up on the schedule. No, there's not really anything about that in here. Um, this is just more about it's happening. And the process to get those teams, I think it's been pretty, you know, pretty consistent. But I know the SEC wanted to do away with automatic qualifiers, and I don't think they won that fight. But this is more about date, timing, and when it's going to happen. And I kind of, I'm not going to lie to you, Josh, I kind of think that that's where they needed to come to an agreement the most and that they weren't too terribly far apart on how it would look as far as the teams that could get in. And, you know, are we going to use a playoff ranking? Are we going to have a Harris poll come back? I mean, how exactly are we going to get into the process of deciding who's in and who's out of this 12-team playoff right now? Still a lot of questions to be asked, I think, on that front. Because, at least on this, there's not a lot of answers. Right. And I would imagine, similar to what we've got right now, to, to figure out what uh, who the, the 12 teams are. Right? I mean, we know that top six uh, conference champions and then six at larges. So, th- that part's pretty simple. The, the conference champion element to it and then the rest of it is just figuring out how you rank the teams from there and I would imagine I can't envision the format really changing a lot you have your CFP board and they rank the teams let me see what Dennis Dodd had to say about this real quick bird first reaction is finally (laughs) 17 months after a 12 team playoff was proposed and accepted by all those that need to accept it we're finally getting there. What the stakeholders didn't plan on is the SEC expanding to Oklahoma and Texas and ripping apart the Big 12. Yeah, so uh, not too terribly much there. But we're, we're getting it, and that's the most important part. All right, I've got to take a break. I've got to take a break. Great tweets rolling in. It's official. Great text as well. The college football playoff is expanding to 12 teams beginning after the 20. So after the 23 season, we'll play out the 14 playoff. In 2023, and then in 2024, we'll have the expanded 12-team playoff. And here is, oh, okay. here is what it would look like this year. You would get buys for the top four conference champions. So it would look like the four-team playoff right now. The next six highest-ranked teams get at larges, and the six highest-ranked champs get automatic qualifiers so in other words this is this has got a little nfc afc to it josh as far as divisions if you are a conference champion you are going to end up being a higher seed maybe than an ohio state right or someone that has a loss this year so in other words if usc or or, or utah maybe if utah were to win on saturday or friday and beat usc they would go into the playoffs and as far as rankings were concerned if they were the highest seeded conference champ ahead of like clemson then they would get that spot as a bye as number four as opposed like in ohio state or alabama which is hilarious but six highest ranked champs get automatic qualifiers the next six highest-ranked teams get at largest. Buys the top four conference champs, first round at the better seed. If we were playing it this year, your first round would likely look like this. Ohio State hosting Tulane, Penn State hosting Clemson, Tennessee would be hosting Kansas State, and Alabama would be hosting Utah, 
with buys for Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and USC. All right. Take a break. Get our minds together. Gary's going to join us when we come back, and we'll continue to dive into more of your reaction on the four-team playoffs. It's the Plank Show right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Go back into the Plank Show. Gary, I am sorry. We had breaking news that took place. Have you heard? The, co- the college football playoff is ex- officially expanding to 12 teams in 2024. That's awesome. So one more season of the four-team playoff, and then we're off to 12. You fan? Yeah. I like yes. the idea. I think it's pretty good. How have you been? I've been good. I've been good. How are you doing? Great. You guys have a good Thanksgiving holiday. Did you get a break or were you just nonstop busy? We were, yeah, we got a little bit of a break and then we came back to town and uh, it was nonstop. We had a big church in Oklahoma City that flooded out and a fire main broke on it and flooded the entire, pretty much almost the entire building. So we've been dealing with that all week and trying to get them back into action as quickly as possible and that's the goal you work with not just the client but their insurance and you try to make everything as turnkey as you can disaster man you never know when it's going to hit and for uh, homeowners and business owners uh, you've got them covered fire disaster response gary it's something that you know the 24 7 emergency water extraction uh, water damage which is you know we're starting to get into i say colder weather but every time it gets super cold we get like a nice day so we're riding that roller coaster but Pipes freezing can cause all kinds of problems, and you guys are ready to roll. That's right. You know, we're here. We're available 24-7, 365, uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Christmas Eve. Uh, we're ready to help uh, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. If you guys have a uh, pipe burst or a fire or a trauma crime scene cleanup, you know, we're, we've got guys on call ready to help. And, you know, on the water side, um, you know, if you have a sewage backup or you just have a pipe break or you have a flood or, you know, um, you know, hot water tank breaks and floods the house, you know, any of that kind of thing, we can come and help, whether it's commercial or residential. And the great news is we just made a huge new purchase of equipment this week. They'll be here uh, Monday or Tuesday. We're super excited about it. Uh, we've added an additional um, 150 dr- pieces of drying equipment to our fleet. Um, so we're always reinvesting uh, into the company and, uh, getting the, the best equipment that we can to help our customers as quickly as possible. Because, you know, especially on the business side, we know that time is money, and the, the more they're down, the more money they lose. So we've got to get them back up as quickly as possible. That's right. And we're getting ready for the holidays. So if you're like me or like many of us, you might be hosting family. And you've got a pretty cool deal that's currently taking place that not only will make your house look incredible, Gary, but in the same vein, make it much healthier through the holidays too yes yes we do we have uh, carpet cleaning we have uh, two rooms for 99 dollars. four rooms for 125 we have air duct cleaning 12 up to 12 vents for 295 we have a uh, tile cleaning available and dryer vent cleaning uh, 175 hey you know if it's taking a while for those clothes to dry mm-hmm. and uh, laundry is just taking forever it seems like it's usually a good thing to get your air du- your dryer vent cleaned um, I recommend, you know, everybody's different, but I recommend getting it done twice a year. I, I, I need, in fact, I might be setting an appointment as soon as I walk out of here. <laughs> I've got all kinds of things going on. But that's one final thought, and I'll let you get back to work. But that's what you're about, right? One-stop shop for everything. Can you can you build a brand-new building for someone? Absolutely, and do it as uh, the best. Can you also then help a guy like me whose roof might have a leak or has some old issues, Gary? You can be a little bit of something to 
little bit of everything to everybody. That's right. And we kind of changed our business a little bit. You know, we have the commercial maintenance uh, that can do doors, uh, flooring, drywall repair, painting, ceiling, uh, all that. So we can help supplement your current maintenance force that you have on staff. Or if you don't have a maintenance staff, we can come in and help you out with any of your maintenance needs, assemblies. The list goes on and on and on. But then we have the environmental side. And, um, you know, water, trauma, mold, fire, odor, um, just so many different things we can do for you on the environmental side. And, and we've really uh, continued to train and upgrade and just uh, make our options so that how we can help the customer better and better every day. Just, you know, we're, we're not ambulance chasers like some of the other national companies out there that listen to the police scanners and <laughs> run out there as soon as the, you know, as soon as the, the, it's over and 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 hope that they can get a contract signed you know we we wait for people to call us and we come out there invited and we take care of the people that we take care of and so you know if you do have an issue uh, like a water line break or some issue like that it's great to use cavens because we're one-stop shop we have a plumbing division we have our water division and then we can build it back too for you so basically instead of dealing with multiple contractors you deal with one contractor who can do it all and you know we like you said uh, Chris we we've built giant buildings we do we've done that in the past and we do that you know still and we we understand the components and how things go together so we know how to dry them because we know how they go together and we know how to put them back together properly too Thanks, Gary. Appreciate you having us out, man. That's Cavins Construction in uh, Norman, 405-573-3048, and in Tulsa, 918-282-7612. Thanks, buddy. Good question off the Air Comfort Solutions text line. If you're just tuning in, breaking news, the NC, well, I, I keep saying the NCA. NCA has really nothing to do with this. But the college football playoff committee has expanded the playoffs beginning after the 2020, I keep saying after. Next year, 14 playoffs, following year, 12-team playoffs. And so that way, hopefully, it will make sense to you like I need it spelled out to me. Good question here from the 918. What if a team like Purdue won the conference championship? Would they qualify for the 12-team playoff? Yes. Yes, they would. But in order to find themselves in a spot where they would get a first-round bye, they would have to be among the highest ranked conference champions that make the big dance. I I just said big dancer. I'm crossing my terms. Can we get an official name for this, Josh? Because it was always just the four team playoff. Then it was the BC or it was BCS and the four team playoff. I mean, we need to come up with something for this. Like instead of the the big dance, the big brawl or something something manly, something football y the college but, football playoff? Too simple. I need something I need something shorter and more creative. Right, I need something college football, college, college football playoff. The crazy six dozens. Too many. Okay, crazy dozen. I like it. The dirty dozen. Sorry, can't use the word dirty. That's I'm triggered by it. I'm a very clean person. I don't work blue. But yeah, that so anyway, getting back to the texture's point. Oh, I like that. The ship. The problem with the ship though is that I would probably end up getting in trouble trying to say it too many times. Yeah, no, it's too dangerous for us. But a team like Utah, Kansas State, how many think of the other underdogs? North Carolina. Purdue. Purdue, as you just mentioned, you're going. You're going to the dance. LSU, if you win, and you would go in as a conference champion. Now, here's something. 
maybe conferences, now that we're going to one division, maybe, I don't think conference championship games are going to go away, Josh, but maybe they do decide, hey, listen, we're done with divisions. We don't need a conference. We don't need a college or a, a conference championship game. I doubt that's going to be the case. The because the money involved. Pretty good. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Battle on the gridiron, too many syllables. I need it shorter. But, yeah, I don't – it's a, it's a really unique challenge in this where you have teams now that are making college – are making conference championship games that don't belong. In the future, with the elimination of divisions, you're probably unlikely to see an a, a Purdue versus an Ohio State. In fact – or Michigan, excuse me. In fact, you would probably see a repeat of Ohio State and Michigan this week in the Big Ten Championship game as opposed to watching Michigan-Purdue. In the Pac-12, what would it be in the Pac-12? I think the Pac-12 kind of got you what it was supposed to be. The Pac-12 made that triumphant announcement that they were going away from divisions, and then when you looked at the history of the Pac-12, literally it was only like twice in their history that they didn't end up with the right matchup anyway. Well, okay, Pac-12 might have some beef, right, because you could potentially have USC-Washington this weekend. But between Washington, Oregon, and Utah, that's a bunch of two-loss teams that are matched in conference. So it's not like it's too far off. But I guess the point more than anything else is with the 12-team playoff, the elimination of divisions means you won't end up with something like we're getting this weekend from the Big Ten. All right, we got a break. The college football playoffs are officially expanding today. We're reacting to it live. Joey Helver coming up in 10 minutes right here on The Ref. Caught up here real quick. Okay. To kick off the 11 a.m. hour, Steel Man, I will play the Bill Snyder cut on program building. Then we will go all in over the next 40 minutes on college football playoff expansion as Joey Helmer is slated to join us at 11.05. Again, if you're just tuning in on a day in which Jalen Redmond um, accepted a Senior Bowl invitation, so he joins Wanye Morris and Eric Gray as three Sooners headed to the Senior Bowl. Anton Harrison is declared for the NFL draft, while um, Jordan Mukes, Joshua Eaton, and Theo Weiss have all entered the transfer portal. We know looking ahead to 2024, it will be a season that will count down to a 12-team playoff. And... The future is very bright for the expanded college football playoff. 12 teams, what does it mean? We're debating and talking about it all morning right here on The Ref.